It's Friday. Hey, it's Friday. Guess what that means? It's the last day of the week. <laughs> kind of, not really. You know, that's actually, that's very true. And it's actually a great thing that we're going to be going into this weekend because it's supposed to be really nice weather-wise. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's time to soak in the rays and enjoy almost summer. We're in June, so it's almost summer. So what is the official first day of summer? It's usually around... Around the 20th or so. It's around our anniversary, so I always remember because our anniversary is June 21st. So really? I know it's always that weekend. Yes, really. It'll be 23 years this year. But you know, I already got an email from somebody that they said, welcome to the first day of summer. Well, they're wrong. And it was June 1st. I'm like, yeah, wh- what calendar are you looking at? Because I'm like... That, that person's is- on the advanced program of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Somebody didn't listen in science class is the problem. <laughs> no, exactly. That would be me. The solstice thing, you know, that I guess I didn't listen very well either. Yes. <laughs> Yes. All right. So you got the pens. I did get the pens. Tell me about them. Well, they're pretty. (laughs) They're pretty. They're colorful. So I used to, with five children, color code on my paper calendar what activities I had for what How did you color code that? With like sticky notes or what? No, with pens. I used to use colored pens, but not erasable. So I have my aunt and Mm -hmm. she's, she's no longer living. She died when I was in high school, actually. But mom told me that what she did for her children, because there was a lot of arguing when they would play games Mm -hmm. about which pawn, like in the game, sorry, what color they would be. Right. And so she assigned colors to each of their children. So I used to do that a long time ago. So with five children... I have my own rainbow in my home. So I have, well, I really have red and then I have blue and I have green and I have pink and I have yellow, but they kind of switch them around. So anyway, so the color coding just made sense for the pen on my calendar and schedule. Yeah. But I stopped doing that a long time ago because things would be canceled or things would change or I'd put it on the wrong date. So I just went full on pencil, but then it wasn't pretty. Yeah, so I love now, the colors. Yes. yes, now that you've introduced me to the erasable, like really good erasable, yes. really good, like no evidence yeah. of my spelling errors. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what I have to race to. Yes. So anyway, I love them. Absolutely love them. Okay. So speaking of color coding, yes. I used to color code my kids because they would get a cup to have a drink. Yes. See? And then it goes in the sink. And, and by the end of the day, I'd have, I have four children and 12 cups. Yes. Like what just happened? Yes. So I got bowls. I got cups. I got all everything color coded. Yes. And that started when I went to Ikea when they had, which they still do. But yes, I do the same thing. And I'm about to put the smack down and go back to it. And I have teenagers. (laughs) Whose dish is this? It's not mine. It's not mine. That's exactly right. Bam. It's your color. I did run into problems though. I had the exact same colors as you, except not everything comes in red or pink or purple or yellow. So they... The girls kind of had one or the other, and Tori had either purple or yellow, and Cassie had pink or red. So that's how it turned out. But the boys were always green and blue. Yes. Fast forward. I'm a mom. I'm doing this thing. Fast forward. My kids are adult children, and we happened to get into a conversation about favorite colors. I think it's because Aaron was getting married. And I said, what's your favorite color? And he said, blue. <gasps> and I said, why blue? And he said, well, that was what you coded me as my whole growing up. Oh, what a hoot. So my kids actually identify that's their favorite colors because that's how they identified all growing up. And I get that. <laughs> my Evan, when he was three years old, wanted an all green birthday. 
because I always do a birthday theme. He wanted all green. And now you know why. But he was three, so it was kind of, that was his color. Uh. Now that he's, what, a preteen? He's he's breaking away from the green, and it's Ooh. in a weird mom way breaking my heart, <laughs> right? Because that's your color. Yes. You but, can't do that. But we had green balloons, green tablecloths, green napkins. He didn't want a cake. He wanted a cookie cake with green we icing. always do that. What, cookie cakes? Yes. That's another mom win. Yes. That... That will change your world when you only have to get a tube of cookie dough and just squirt it oh. into the pan. And, and You're then you, so cute. And then I just M&Ms. go to the store and buy it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I know well enough that as soon as cake, whether they choose, because I let them choose cupcakes, cake, ice cream cake, cookie cake, whatever. Ooh, even ice cream cake. Oh, wow. sure. Sure. That's bold. Yeah. We'll go big. Or go home, right? Yeah, I'll go big or go home. But then Especially I always find cream. myself, okay, everybody gets a small piece, and then I save an extra piece for the birthday child, okay. and then I throw the rest away. <gasps> or when we were in the military, we'd walk it down to our neighbors really? and our friends. I cannot have that stuff around the house. Oh. I can't. Yeah, well, ours, we would just break up the rest of the cookie, put it in baggies, and that would be for that kid or whoever. Yeah. But yeah, birthday cookies were the thing and we always decorated them with M&Ms, yes. different color M&Ms. It oh, was a tradition. Fun. So my kids now they're adults and they still do this stuff. It warms my heart. Yes. I feel like I actually had some mom wins as oh, they were growing up. Fun. <laughs> yeah, colors colors make all the difference. So I was recently having conversation with one of my kids about their goals and I wanted to talk about this because I'm on the mom side of teaching my children or even, you know, having this conversation with other people that I work with or whatever about setting goals. And I have always talked about, you know, the smart goals, making them right. Revisit that for those that don't know. Smart goals are specific. So you have to say exactly what you want to achieve. Right. They have to be measurable. In other words, don't just say it's going to happen like it's going to happen by this date. Right. Right. It's got to be achievable. It can't be something so big that it, it really just takes an act of God. I mean, these there are things that you can put in God's hands to make sure it happen. Right. But this is something we want you to win. So these are all setting you up to win. So you got to make them attainable and relevant. And they have to be reasonable they have to be results based i mean there's a lot of different things that people can say about the r but let's make sure that they they're really part of where we're going right. they're going to be meaningful going to where we're going and time bound you can't just nothing can be open ended it has to be commitment based time bound yes right. and so smart goals are really really important here i am teaching it right but Sometimes I feel like I haven't even learned it myself. Do you know, I never was raised in a home where we had goal setting. It was, you grow up, you go to work. Task-based. It It was task-based. Okay. That's probably a good, I never even thought of that. There's, I think there's a good balance in a home to have both because that's the real world. You find that in your own job, you know, all of that. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think my guidance counselor was really super frustrated with me. Because, you know, they bring you in in eighth grade and they're like, what would you like to do with your life? And I go, I don't know. I want to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get out. I got to get through school, right. you know, get married, have a family. Because that's what I knew, right? right. Uh, my parents had their own business and I thought, you know, I'm just working my parents' business. You know, that was, that was it. And they were like, don't you have anything that you want to do? And I, 
basically, I don't know. <laughs> so I think I think starting with goal setting kind of is that nudge and that umph inside of you with a dream. It yeah. kind of starts with what do you really want to accomplish? What do you really want to do? Where are you really headed? And then you find that and then you back up and say, okay, how do I get there? Well, here's the thing. And I've went through this with Tori is that she thought if she makes this commitment that this is it. Right. And that is not the case. You can make a goal and then change it later. You can absolutely do that. There's no rule book that says you can't. So she was afraid to push towards something and then it not work out. And I said, no, it's fine. This is this is life. It's part of the journey. Exactly. And so it, I remember the day. I don't have a lot of childhood memories, but there are a few that stick out. And I remember the day that my mother was asked to come into the guidance counselor's office and talk about my goals for life. <laughs> Your goals are lack thereof. They, she wanted to bring in mom to okay. kind of help me develop goals and okay. to, to dig. And so she said, I was talking to Angela about her goals and she wasn't really quite sure what she wanted to do and if she wanted to go to college for this or that and the other thing. And, and my mother said, why does she need to go to college? None of the rest of us did. Oh, wow. What and did you do with that? I went, sweet. I don't have to do anything. Okay. <laughs> so seriously. All right. This was my life. So I ended up going in the service by default. My parents were like, you have to do something. Go in the service. And I went, mm, all right. Okay. Right. And then, you know, you go through and you do whatever they tell you to do in the service. That's when you grew up. Uh, right. Well, I don't know if that was when I grew <laughs> up, but I mean, so here's the, here's the next thing. I, uh, I have a, a son in the military and now I'm a mom and now I'm thinking about getting out of the military. Uh, husband's going, I don't know where I want to go or what I want to do. And I said, I don't know where I want to go or what I want to do. And we had no goals. It wasn't until I started a home-based business. I had three or four children already. I think three at this time. And I started a home-based business and they started talking about goals. And I'm like, what's a goal? Like, seriously, I knew wow. nothing about it, but they taught me about goals. And then I started achieving goals and I started getting excited. Like, why is it nobody told me about this all along? Oh, how exciting. So that's, you know, it's important to do goals. So how often do you assess your goals? No, I mean, I'm revisiting this right now. I mean, I'm literally at this place in my life where I'm going, I need to revisit some goals. That's exactly what I'm looking for. It's yeah. not a, like you said with Tori, it's not a one size fits all. It's not a, this is what I'm doing. It's you tweak it along the way. You've got yeah. to start somewhere. And, and I'm, I might just say it. Right. I might say it out loud. This is a goal. Like last year, I said, I want more meaningful relationships. I'm going to do whatever I can to do more meaningful relationships. So I make sure I go down to see my son and grandkids at least twice a month now. And I also am trying to do more things with people who are part of my listening audience or whatever. I want to get to know them better. I want right. more meaningful relationships. I said it, but I'm being very convicted right now that I should write them down Your goals. and have them in front of me somewhere to where I'm always looking at them. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. 100%. What difference does it make if they're written down? I think when you write things down, then you are committed to them. And it's a way to go back and look and revisit Does that them. make it scary then if, you, if you're if you committed to them and you go, but what if I can't make that goal? It becomes scary if you make it become scary. 
So I think this is where the smart goals come in. I shouldn't look at that goal. Or a smart friend like me just telling you that. (laughs) That's true, too. Right. But I mean, seriously, I have looked at goals before and I go, I I don't feel like I'm going to be able to attain that goal. And you've actually been teaching me this as well. And I, I don't feel like sometimes I can reach that goal. And it's because these are attainable goals, because we've set up smart goals that I feel like as I'm meeting small goals, I'm like, okay, I think I actually can do this. But I had to set the itty bitty ones that didn't scare me so bad. Yes. (laughs) But it's that, okay, so I'm thinking of the movie, What About Bob? I don't know. Oh, if you, yes. Okay. Bob was so annoying. My sister so... actually named a bird Bob. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I could see that. But even that concept in that quite quirky, funny movie, baby steps. It's just one step yes. at a time. Baby steps. Yes. Oh my goodness. And there's how, your free therapy for the day. I people. think it, <laughs> Okay. So part of me wrestles with, okay, let's say we have these baby step goals. Right. And they can be so tiny. Honestly, you got to start where you start, right? So how much do we celebrate once we hit the little baby step goal? How much do we celebrate? Yeah, that's the question. Are you I a big celebrator? Ce- yes, I love to celebrate. How do you, you celebrate know small goals? Celebrate small goals. So the word small means different things to different people. Yes. I mean, it really does because everybody is at different stages of their life, different stages of their journey, different stages of their goals. Um, and so celebrating looks like different things to different people. I'm not a big proponent of celebrating with food. <laughs> I just don't do that. Um, I mm, used to. I mean, that's my life. Yeah, but I used to, but it really caused more problems and was counterproductive yeah. to what my goals were. So again, that. keeping that in mind, what are your goals? So for for someone, it may be taking a walk outside on on a beautiful day. Not today because it's rainy, but it'll be beautiful this weekend. Yeah. It. And, and I know sometimes we as women and moms and busy lives, it's always go, 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 take time and breathe. So Just, it shouldn't, it shouldn't involve food or money, <laughs> money being spent. I don't do that, but it's different for different people. Well, that's true. So I can't, I don't think it's again, a one size so fits all. I have some savings goals and I, for one, I save for clothing. Right. Because I don't usually need stuff, but when I do need stuff, I want to have the money to be able to go and buy it. Because I'm, I was so sick of saying, I don't have the money to get that right now, even though I really need it. Or it was a stretch. No, now I'm saving little by little. And I have a nice clothing allowance, Woo-hoo. I guess. So yeah. yeah. But okay. So my thing is, um, if I meet a goal, I might set a, a, a goal and say, okay, when I get there, I'm going to buy myself a new summer dress or something. Because I have a savings goal and and I have this other goal and why not? Absolutely. But there's other times when I say, okay, I've met this goal. I'm going to go home and just be a vegetable for this evening only. Yes. (laughs) And that's okay. But that goes into, again, goal setting, structure, planning, being in control of your day and in control of your life. Again, going back to things we've talked about before. Can't remember if it was on a podcast or not, but you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you respond Mm. and react. So this whole concept of goal setting, the whole concept of how you manage the world around you is something that I was able to teach uh, for a season when I was teaching here locally at uh, Calvary Christian School for life skills. Mm, My degree is in home ec, 
You have a home ec degree? I don't even go there, girlfriend. Okay? Really? Don't make fun of me. No, I'm no. not. But that's But just you know so I fun. don't enjoy cooking. So I thought you were going to totally make fun of me and I was going to... No, I, I, that was okay. not even... But All now right. that you mentioned so it... So now that ever Don't you dare. All right. Now that everybody knows. So anyway, I'm going to just take over and keep talking and pretend that she's not mocking me. No, I wasn't going to. But I now know. that you've said that, I can't okay. unthink it. So I you need to work that. on... I need to work on self-control and keep my mouth shut. Okay. So they changed it. Here I go. They changed it from home ec to family and consumer sciences. Why? What was wrong with home economics? You know why? It was right at that time when I got my degree 20 uh, some years ago, whatever that is. Um, it might be 30 uh, years whatever. ago. Anywho, you're so funny and mean and rude and kind and loving. Okay. So they changed it because there was a stigma that came with home ec of the 50s woman at home polka dotted dress heels red what lipstick blah that? blah 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 that's a conversation I know. for another day, another day I, yes. I know so they changed it it's becoming um home managers managing your home um and okay and all of this so yes as home, a working woman as well yes and i guess yes. men as well because Guys and gals do yes. these life, life, what do they call it? Well, family uh, life. What do they call it? Oh, my stars. Uh, family family and, and consumer sciences. Okay. The, the sciences, the studying of the consumer and of the home. You okay. talk about a home-based business. That's what a mom does, a stay-at-home mom, but even a mom that's working full-time outside now, of the home. Now, don't just exclude moms because my f- son was a stay-at-home dad for a very long time. I apologize, Angie's son, yes. and to all the other, other men. Tony Danzas. Yes. Right? It used to be a show, but there are guys who raise their yes. kids now, and it's awesome. Anyway, Absol- go ahead. It, it is. So full circle back to my degree, focusing, for me, it wasn't about the traditional home ec cooking and that kind of stuff, because those are things that, that can be learned. I wanted to go back to the basics okay. of... I started with talking about how I was teaching life skills and I was teaching goal setting. Yeah. And that served the kids well. So you said here you were, never had that in school. Yeah. And here was an opportunity. Some of these kids' goals were so astronomical, it was unattainable. Oh, so unrealistic. Oh, absolutely. Is that a sign of the times, do you think? No, I think it it shows the level of where some of these kids were and what they thought. Oh. But I still loved it because it gave them an opportunity to dream. Because then I said, this is awesome. This is what you want to do. Now, how can you break that down and do it? When did we stop dreaming, especially as moms? You know, I think that's I think this all the time. I've actually spoken about this. When did you stop dreaming? Just because you are a mom or you choose a career or all these different things, just because you do that, because especially getting married, you know, you focus on building that relationship. And, you know, you go off to work or they go off to work or whatever, and you forget to dream about what you want. I love it when when people, especially pastors, they do the counseling or whatever, and they say, don't be dependent on each other. Be interdependent, meaning you still have your lives, but you still grow together. And I love that. And and I think that's that's the key. So uh, I think goal setting, I think we should all do it, even if it's itsy bitsy or if you've got a big one and you got to break it down. So here's my recommendation to people. And actually, this will be my how to make the world a better place. Think of something you really want and then break it down 
into smaller goals that are attainable. And if it's some smaller goals, meaning like I where my mind goes with that are smaller goals. Like what is my goal for the month? How do I reach that in the month? And then in In a week, in a year, in a week or, you know, that kind of thing. And then in three years and 10 years, because you're always going to adjust. And what you're even today. What choice are we going to make today to meet our goals? For instance, I have a goal of getting my doctorate. Okay, nonprofit management is what I want to get my doctorate in. So that's a long term goal. My first goal is to find a place and sign up for a place. But I have to think about the money and I have to think about uh, just what's that going to take. So I am breaking that down into how do I create time in my life, space in my life where I have breaks? Because if I'm going to do a doctorate, that's going to be a lot of time of studying. Right. That's one thing I have to do. I also have to think about ways that I can earn extra money so that I can afford to do this doctorate. These are things that are like, you might consider them prep. Right. But they're really doing things to attain a goal. I have to work now in figuring out how every week I can give myself 10 extra hours so that I can be able to study. It's probably going to be more than 10 if it's a doctorate. But anyway, there's things that I have to do. But today I have to make a choice. And today's choice towards that goal is I work in a nonprofit and I work with nonprofits and I learn as much as I can about these industries. That's helping me to build towards that final goal. So there you go. That's what I'm bringing to the table today. I want people to start setting goals. That is awesome. So I'm assuming that because you know you want a doctorate in that field, in that realm, that you know what you want to do then after you have your doctorate. <laughs> no, I okay. don't think I figured that part out. I want to work for a nonprofit, obviously. But there's something in your heart that God has placed in your heart to get you to that level. Oh, yeah. But missions. Yeah. Okay. But you're not so focused on the after the doctorate. It's I need this. And then you're backtracking. How do I get there? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes, yes that is exactly right. And and it, there are people who come along and <laughs> okay, let me take you back to Nehemiah. Okay. Nehemiah had a dream to yes. build the wall around yes. Jerusalem. And then he started getting lip from people right. who tried to discourage him. And I get people all the time like, why do you need a doctorate? You're right? I'm not necessarily using my master's right now. Although I am using it more because I'm being intentional to use it more nowadays. Awesome. But anyway, it's back to why do I let people discourage me when they say something? They may not say it out of meanness or for their own gain, but they say it just because they're concerned or they feel like they have to say this to me to help me out. And it doesn't, it just discourages me. <laughs> well, we have to, I, my starts, I, I brought my alley with me today yeah. and she's doing some reading and the conversation driving here was about protecting our ears, protecting our eyes and being careful what we hear and what we listen to Mm -hmm. because it affects our heart, which then in turn, you know, the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks, then it affects the way that we interact with ourselves and with people. Yes. And so we have to put headphones, earmuffs, blinders on the side of our eyes with those people. We can't control what they're saying to us, but we have to be able to just let it bounce off of us. Or understand that they're, that's their concern. That's how they speak concern. But you know, you can still do this. Exactly. That's the part I wrestle with is sometimes I don't have the confidence to know that I can still do it. That's when people like you come along and say, you can still do it. So you got to find yourself those friends who are going to come alongside and say, you can do it. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's 
Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to. Oh, how to exciting! Say so I, I mean, that's just one goal in my life. But I do need to write oh, just them one, down. Listen to you. That's just one goal. I know, but I need to write them out down and put them up at my house and make a vision board. Is that what they call it? Yes. A vision board and and see those goals. I have on my wall a picture of Fiji. I want to go to Fiji someday. And I figure if I visit my brother in Australia, it's just a little plane ride over to Fiji, right? right? Just hop on over. <laughs> so if I'm going to get to that side of the world, I'm doing both of them at the same time. How do I get to Fiji? That's the question, Nicole. How do I get to Fiji? The picture hanging on my wall is just making me depressed because I don't have a goal. Okay. So now you have to change your mindset. It shouldn't make you depressed. That should be your focal point to say, okay, God has placed Fiji on your heart for some reason. There's got to be a mission trip there. Something, <laughs> something. Maybe I could create a mission trip. Yes. There. And that's just so awesome. I'm just so joking. About the mission trip? Yeah, about the mission trip. That's just, yeah. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I would go to the Maldives. Yeah, let's go to the Maldives. They, they probably need Jesus in the Maldives. I'm thinking, anyway, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh my gosh, you sound like <laughs> Fraser. Um, Wait, can we revisit this home ec thing that you're a home ec teacher? Can oh I tell stars. you why I was laughing so much? Sure, please go ahead. Now, Entertain me. I honestly didn't think about the fact that you don't like to cook. But honestly, you have an amazing cook for a husband. Why would you want to cook? That's his Because gifting. he's not home all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No. And, what and do you have for dinner, Nicole? Fish sticks? and That is not <laughs> true. I did that oh, so once when you were... Anyway. <laughs> all right. Forget the fish sticks. I make a, me I make a mean tilapia... Yeah. My kids love my fish. I know how to do that. Oh, good for you. Thank you. Had you had to do all that when you were getting your degree, I'm assuming. You had to learn how to cook. Oh, sure. We had to learn how you to make applesauce with... No, I don't. Okay. I don't. And that's okay. And your husband does. So that's he my does. point. Exactly. But I have learned how to make healthy meals for my kids, which the one time you came over and I had fish sticks, I have not <laughs> had it since. I promise I haven't. But I know how to make healthy meals for the kids that they enjoy. But the reason I laugh is because... Again, I don't remember a lot from school, but I remember my home ec classes. I remember we did so many fun things. We were always baking cookies. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wanted to be part of our classes because we were always baking. I made a skirt in home ec class. I made stuffed animals, which yep. I thought was so much fun. There were so many fun things to do in home ec class. And it was just one of the joys of my high school experience. The reason that I called it life skills is there are... A handful of kids in life that move on to college and there are a handful of kids that don't. And no matter what, these are all skills that kids, young adults need to learn. We did how to sew a button. Yes, a exactly. Simple, and I knew of somebody in the ironing. military. My husband does all our ironing too. Well, he was military. Yes, yes they do teach a, you to iron in the military. Yes, they and do. I have been very blessed by him doing that <laughs> for me. So if you see me out and about with wow. clothes, that I know. You are a blessed woman. Very blessed. But I did pray for a husband with all of these. I mean, I didn't say, Lord, I want somebody who irons. But I did say, <laughs> Lord, I want someone who cooks. I did. I prayed for that for years. I prayed, wow. for, a lot, I prayed for a lot of qualities in, in a spouse and in a husband, for sure. Wow. That's cool. It is. I, I should love probably him. start praying like that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So life <laughs> skills. So just skills. How to do life on your own. How to become more independent. And ironically, with everything going on in the world with distance learning, and I know it's summer for some, although my friend in California, they are still hard at it at the end of school. They have another two weeks left. Okay. Oh, wow. I know. Nutso. She's a teacher and she's then doing this with her four kids at home. 
But with the distance learning, now all these kids are home and the parents are like, what? And I have had conversations with a lot of friends where they're interacting and, okay, you're going to learn to cook now. You're going to learn to clean. You're going to do these things where before maybe kids were or were not doing them. Oh, it's- no, it's exactly right. I That was part of my homeschooling plan. Today is home economics. Yes. We're cleaning the house. Yes. And how about meal prepping like yes. we talked about before? I mean, yes, them being home perfect time to teach life skills. Exactly. Which again goes back to a mother or a father or a family unit, um, single family. It doesn't matter. Goal setting. What do you want your household to look like? How do you run it? And where do you start? So you start with a list of what you want and then you break it down little by little and implement it in those baby steps Mm. to change those habits in your home. So it's a lot of hard work up front, but the end result is amazing. That's a great way to help our friends out there make the world a better place. And I actually would love to hear some helpful tips from other people who are listening, what they do in their home. Oh, yeah, because there's some people that rock it. Oh, yeah. And we can all help each other by sharing what we do. Yes. So on Angie.inthemorning at gmail.com. Oh, my gosh. You got it right the first time, Nicole. I am so excited for you. It's because I have it tattooed on my arm. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're funny. You've been writing it all week, so you can In my remember. colored pens, yes. <laughs> writing it down, practicing it over and over and over. No, I really would like to hear from people. I would And too. find out what their, their wins are for organizing the family and helping our kids to learn goal setting. We are implementing, actually today, we're sitting down as a family unit, implementing a whole new system that my friend in California has come up with. Because I have tried so many different things. I try and get it perfect, and then I lose all momentum. Oh, yeah. And that's been hard for me. Well, when we homeschooled, that was the same thing. And I finally had a friend say to me, listen, that worked for a while. And that was the season. Now do another one. Yeah. A different one. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to, to get, get my day. Mo- well, yeah, get my day moving, you know, <laughs> like just these in- the encouraging conversation. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm going to get out the, the construction paper and I'm going to. Make my vision board. Awesome. I got stickers too. Yay! I love it. <laughs> Great conversation about goals. That's getting me charged. I'm going to do it. I love you, friend. I, love I do. You. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, friends. How about we do this again? Next week. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.